attention deeper and deeper as we peruse through the uh, book of Genesis. It's a very wonderful book of scriptures that we need to meditate on constantly because it's the book of the beginnings. It's the book of foundations. You've got to know your foundation. For if you don't know your foundation, you will know what is your capacity. That book keeps reiterating the fact that we are spirits. Human beings are spirits living in the body. Our body is our house. The body is what is hosting our spirits. The real person is not the body that we see. The real person is inside. And that's why when the real person vacates the house, they say the person has died. He did not die, actually. The person has translated to a higher realm. And that's why there's no need at all for all this weeping and crying, as if we are faithless, as if we don't know who we are. If you vacate your house, what difference has it made? The person still lives. The only thing that he cannot interact in this world any longer, he has dropped what they call the earth suit. Your body is your earth suit. Yes. Your body is your earth suit. That's what makes you to operate on this earth here. And so when the body drops, you continue in the other realm. That's what some of you will say, ah, somebody died and I saw the spirit of that person. Yeah, that's the guy. Right now, he can't communicate with you again. Because he lacks the suit to communicate in this realm. Likewise, too, we are meant to be in this realm. We can't live inside the water. But for us to go into the water, you see that they will put on what they call the aquatic suit. The things that will have to help them live in that realm of the aquatic. And they can breathe there and go about business inside the sea. But the fish doesn't need that because he has been made to be able to function in that realm. He will breathe in water and take and suck away the oxygen in the water and live. But your own is from the air. Okay, so when man disobeyed God, his physical suit was not affected as such. It is his spirit that was affected. His spirit died. His spirit picked up, pick up the program of death. It's called insipid death. In dying, you will surely die. You, from that moment, man started dying in minutes, in minute ways. Gradually until he will finally depart. Meaning he will not function optimally again. He has lost his capacity to be able to operate the fullness of the manness in him. Now he's limited. Now he can be frustrated. Now he can be, you know, he can be a victim. But before they know, man was a superman. Yes. Man was a superman. Man will not toil. Whatever he desires appears. He controls both the supernatural and the physical. If he gives you a name, he dominates you. He becomes your master. What he says is what you do. That was the realm man was operating. Until the enemy came with his whispers. Say whispers. whispers. Mm-hmm. Until the devil came with his whispers. The evil whispers. And started manipulating. Tactically engaged man. Through the woman. To listen to another type of you know, knowledge. Remember, they didn't eat physical apple, though, in case you are looking for that apple to eat it. No. It's not a physical apple. They say the, the, the tree of the knowledge. You see? 
So what we're talking about is that they perceived and accepted another type of knowledge outside God. They sought another type of knowledge and experience outside the ambience of God. You see, it was when they sought for that and acquired it. Because every knowledge you acquire carries something in it. If you acquire the knowledge of God, that knowledge hosts the Spirit of God, the life of God. If you acquire demonic knowledge, it hosts demonic powers, it hosts demonic spirits. That's why sometimes there are some books that will ask you, don't read some of those books. If you read them, as you expose yourself to that knowledge, you are equally attracting the spirits that host those knowledge to come into your life. Likewise too, when you yield yourself to the word of God, to acquire the knowledge of God's word, then that knowledge too draws God to be hosted in your life. You know, so that just, uh, what is this? So they, they, they yielded themselves to a knowledge that was outside the ambience of God. And when they did that, that knowledge caused a devastation in their life. Disarmed them of the glory that God put upon their life. And when Adam he understood what was involved, he saw himself naked. Anytime we subscribe to things outside the ambience of God, it will really, you know, derobe us. It will take away something from us. Instead of giving us, the devil stole their glory by bringing that kind of knowledge into them. And one of the lessons again we can learn from the journey of uh, Adam and Eve is that when they yielded to that lurement, they committed the greatest you know, crime, the law of sin and death came into power in their lives. It's good that we understand that the original sin is just not just the, the disobedience that accrued from their eating of the forbidden fruit, but the consequences of their choice. You can see that in the, the statements God made with regards to their sin. God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle and above all wild beasts. And upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Now, let me just go straight again to the man. He said to the man, because you have done this, he said, curse be the ground. Okay? In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Tons and tissues he shall bring for you. What, what, what a pity. And you shall eat the plants of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Till you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken. And you are dust. And to dust you shall return. I want you to make a connection between what God told the serpent. You shall eat dust all the days of your life. And that man, you are dust. And unto dust, you shall return. There's a very huge connection between that. You can see that because of the choice of man, God told serpent, you will eat dust. And man, you are that dust he will eat all the days of his life. In living, you are dust. In dying, you are dust. So, the devil had now a legal ground over man. The consequence of his choice was that Satan will not only rule him, Satan will destroy him, Satan will eat him as food on a daily basis. Man will be subservient to the spirit of death. Man will suffer consequences under the spirit of death. 
What a pity. The best friend of God. The one that God will leave the heavens and come down at the cool of the evening to interact with for many years. Today has become a victim of death. You can imagine how the angels were watching in heaven. When man sinned, the best friend of God, what a disappointment. How God chased him out of the garden. The garden means the presence of God. He said, get out. Get out. You will not enjoy my fellowship any longer. A man was chased out from the ambience of glory, from the realms of fulfillment, from the realms of absolute happiness and joy. Man was cast out. Angels were wondering. This is how God is too serious. So. What has happened? He will leave us before. He will leave all the music we are giving to him in search of his best friend. Come down to the garden. He will be there, he will be there with man. They will interact. They will fellowship. Who knows what they were sharing? They were sharing all kinds of secrets and intimacy. The best friend of God has violated the law, has fallen, has become an outlaw, committed treason, cast out of God's glory, cast out of God's presence, the robe of his glory and honor. Man became death doomed. Satan, as it were, put a rope on man's neck and pulled him out of God's presence and began to drag man as if he was a criminal. What a shame. What a disgrace. Man began to suffer things. Things that were never recorded in his, in his file began to happen. Man became sick. Man became hungry. Man became frustrated. Man became, began to suffer pains. Man desired again love, but love was not coming. Difficulty came into man's life. Man will search for joy. He can't see it. He, will, he knows goodness, but goodness is far from him. He understands what peace is, but he can't see it. He will pursue peace, he will not see it. Oh, what a pain. What a pain. The man that will just close his eyes and say, I want to be in London right now, he will just appear there. Now, man will close his eyes, he will, if he like, let him dream to you tomorrow. When he opens his eyes, he still finds himself where he's standing. Man is now restricted. And man lived that way for over 6,000 years. And the Bible says in Philippians 4, 4, when the appointed time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, made subject of the law. Jesus himself came into the ambience of this same cadre that he may redeem the subjects of the law. That is why he cannot joke with Jesus. Because he came on a mission to bring us out from that place where we were. And by his death, he destroyed the one that had the power of death to eat us like dust. So when Jesus came through his death, he broke that legal law of sin and death that was putting man in a perpetual state of damnness. Dying, he destroyed that death. Rising, he restored our life. We're now restored back. We're now brought back into the garden. Amen? Amen. So that's why we cannot joke with this our journey of faith. And so we should hold on to our faith and know that Jesus has done so much. He deserves our honor. He deserves our praise. We, we desire, he desires that we live for him before he has done something great. On account of what he has established for us, we can now walk majestically. And that same body that was dead doomed, that was meant to become food for Satan, when Jesus finished his work, he didn't drop the body. He said, brothers, now all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. The devil has been defeated forever and ever. He has no legal power over you again, unless by choice you grant him. That same body 
that was dead doomed to prove to us that we are now in the presence of God. Jesus took that same body and did what? He ascended into heaven. And now my body and your body is seated at the right hand of the Father. Now we're being received back to the garden. On account of that, Paul says, come boldly into God's presence to receive grace and mercy in the time of need. On account of that, Jesus gave us his own body and said, you gave me your own body, I give you my own body. And that is what is called what? The Holy Communion. When a communion with deity. If you walk in this truth, you will walk in dominion. You will walk in absolute peace. The Bible calls it the unspeakable peace of God. The unspeakable joy of God. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. This mystery must be settled in your heart. This is the book of the foundations. If you, don't, if you lack this foundation, you can do nothing. If you like walking holiness, foundations once destroyed, what can they just do? You must have this knowledge seated in your heart and must operate from that foundation because that is where God has settled every case. At this Mass, may we come to Jesus again to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you have you know, done for me. I appreciate all what you have done for me, and my life will be for you and you alone. And now that the hold of sin, hold of sin and death have been broken, promise God and say, now from now henceforth, my body will be at the service of your kingdom. And when, when sin comes to make demand of you, he says, sin, you cannot have dominion over me again. You can walk in righteousness. Make up your mind. Identify your faults. Identify the areas the devil has shut you down and made you a victim. And break the yoke and walk in righteousness. And the Holy Spirit of God will come over you again. That same Spirit of God will come over you again and host you and bless you and increase you both now and forever.